Hello, 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 hello. I am Alicia Richard, and I would like to say thank you all so much for listening to a rich life podcast. So we enrich, encourage, and inspire you to live a life of your dreams. I'm sure that you already know that sharing is caring. So if at any time you feel like this episode has really just touched you in a special way to just go out and start your business, girl, let me tell you, I need you to share this episode with your friends and with your family because I know that you know at least one person that wants to start a business. And the owner of Aloe Black is the perfect person for you to listen to because we are about to go into 2020. And she literally gives us the tools to the kingdom. I mean, she lays every single thing out. So this is definitely an episode that you wanna download and that you wanna listen to again and again and again. But before we get into today's guest, I want to give you a little intro about the owner of Aloe Black. So the founder of Aloe Black is Afra McCray, and she is from Polly's Island, South Carolina. Aloe Black specializes in hair, skin, and body products for women of color. Aloe Black is one of the top hair and skin retailers in the industry. At the beginning, they started out with just selling hair products, but the word got out about the fantastic avocado and honey deep conditioner. The quality was so amazing to the customers continued to spread the word. And now they have a wide range of specialty products and they've also added skin, hair, and body products. This company is a growing company and it is a national brand. So I am so excited to let you hear from the founder of Aloe Black. I'm sure that you will enjoy it and let's hop right on in to this week's episode. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the A Rich Life podcast. So thank you, girl. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So what I want you to do is tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name's Afra, and I am a mom of three. I have one daughter and two sons. My daughter is 11. She'll be 12, actually, on the 19th of this month. And I have two little boys. They are five, six and three. And... Um, I am currently the owner operator of Aloe Black, a company that sells hair, skin and body products. And so um, it's this industry is a little new for me because I'm coming from I've always been in the beauty industry. Um, it's it's kind of my thing. It's what I like to do. I love to work with women. So prior to doing this, I was a nail tech for about six years and I love doing that. I love design. I love I love making anything about a woman look great. It's always kind of been my passion. I thought in my earlier years when I was about 15, between 15 and 18 that I was probably going to do hair because um, I was known on our block, you know, for being the girl that did like the best micros. But I learned later that... Um, I don't like anything that takes too long of a time. So standing up and braiding hair and doing hair for hours out of a day just kind of wasn't for me. So I um, pursued my talents elsewhere, started with nails and ended up um, doing the hair, skin and body product company. Oh, man, that is awesome. That is really good. So when you started doing like the nail stuff, just tell us a little bit about that. Because, you know, like as an African-American woman, girl, we don't have another African-American woman doing our nails. So like, right. how was that for you just like operating in that space, being able to cater to women in a different way as far as being a nail, nail technician? I really enjoyed it. What I loved the most was... Um, seeing the camaraderie and unity between black women that a lot of times we don't think exists, but it actually does. And, and when you can get a good group of women together and um, we are in an intimate setting, like, because I had a shop that was really small. So when we're in an intimate setting, like 
doing nails and choosing colors and choosing shapes. And there was something about it that I love because it, it had to do with creating. And, and since the beginning of time, you know, stepping into the nail industry as the only black woman, I kind of felt like I had a responsibility um, and, and I owed the black community something. I wanted to show them that against all odds, you still can win. Against all odds, you can still be great. Against all odds, you can still kind of do anything. You Not kind of. You can do anything that you want to do as long as you put the work in. So being the only black nail tech at that time was, was big in Georgetown. It was even big in my hometown. So from Holly Hill, South Carolina to Georgetown, it's about an hour and 20, 30 minute difference. Um, I was known as like, you know, the queen of nails and it felt good, but I, I more so than anything else, I just wanted to show people that you don't have to be Asian to do nails. You know, you don't have to be Indian to own a gas station. You can do whatever you want. And, and so, um, that was create creativity and, and, and owning and having my was the basis of nails. But once I got started and I saw how influential it was, I just wanted to be more of that. Oh man, that is so good. So like, tell us, cause I know you said that you always like enjoy doing hair and stuff too. So mm -hmm. how did you like create that base of doing nails? And now you are actually creating hair products and, you know, like, uh, body products for women. Like how is that transition from closing one business to opening another one? Well, at the, when I started doing nails, I was I'm in my late twenties, you know, at that time you're young and vibrant and, and living and enjoying life. I had one kid. And so, um, it was fun. It was exciting. It was vibrant. It was everything that you would want your job to be in your late twenties. And you don't have to answer to anyone, you know? And so after about six years, life kind of changed and I got married and I had two more children. And, and at this point, you know, health care is expensive. And I started thinking not only was health care expensive, but I was literally working 24, 7, 365 days out of the week. There was if, if I wasn't working, I mean, I was sick. I was in labor or I was out of town. But. Um, when you're an entrepreneur and a female and a mom and still um, having to provide for your household, even though you have a husband and you know your money isn't always guaranteed, you're just constantly working. And so I started mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I want a different life. I don't mm -hmm. want to. I want a different life. Um, and I, I want to see what it's like to. Uh, make my money while I sleep because I heard one I heard once that Warren Buffett said if you don't find a way that, to make money while you're sleeping you will work for the rest of your life mm. and it kind of stuck with I don't want to do that I do not want to work for the rest of my life so and I had an online business before this was way before nails where the uh boom of the uh replica handbags started you know when it first came about and so it was called Afra's Boutique and it's so shocking because the way online business is set up now, Alicia, it was not set up like that back then. Everything was super hard. So Shopify and Wix to anyone that's listening is seriously your best friend. You could, you could, you could throw together an online store in a matter of two hours and you look like you've been in business for years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, I, I actually sold, um, someone bought me out. I sold Afra's boutique to another company for about $3,500, which back then to me was a lot. I'm like, Whoa, you know, someone wants to buy me out for $3,500, including my inventory, which is inventory that at the time I didn't have on hand because I was drop shipping from China. So, um, it was about a $5,000 profit. So, um, I've, I've done this before but this time around I said you know I don't want to work um I don't I do not want to work um Monday through Friday straight job I want to be able to earn money while I sleep so this is around the time I started going natural 
And I hope I'm not over talking you guys, but this is no, keep going. Like it's really good. (laughs) So, so what happened was this was around the time that I I went natural and, um, for years, even we're talking from 15 on to about 35, I wore a lot of weaves. So you could imagine I damaged a lot of my hair. So what happened was um, I started going to a young lady out in Goose Creek, South Carolina. It's about an hour and 10 minutes away from Georgetown. And she started doing my hair and she didn't want to put weave in my hair. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, Her name was Shania. I said, I don't know if I like how I look without weave because I've always worn it. And she's like, Afra, I'm telling you, you're in your 30s now. It's time to stop, start rocking your own hair or you won't have any by the time you're 45. And so that scared me. And so she cut it all down. I went natural. And, you know, natural. Now you're looking for all these products that's going to work for you. You know, you try all of the big brands. I don't want to throw any names out there, but you try all of the big brands that are on the on all the shelves, you know, and you some work, some don't. And then I said to myself, well. I want a more natural and healthier alternative to put in my hair. Um, so let me see what I can do. So I started YouTube and all these different um, deep conditioner recipes. And there was one that I found that was um, an avocado mixture. And I added my own little flavor to it. And it worked wonders for my hair. My hair got a little stronger. Um, it wasn't as brittle. It wasn't as dry. And so I started making it for my family members. And when they gave rave results, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm on or something. So I started packaging it. And at the time, I was um, operating under the name of Arpa Hair, which was my name spelled backwards. So it kind of started from there. And then we added the poo and the um, hair growth pomade. And it just kind of took off from there to now being aloe black because we changed the name from Arpa Hair to Aloe Black and just kind of change some of the ingredients and the recipes. And, you know, we're still growing. Wow. So that is so amazing how all of that kind of just transpired with, you know, like with the hair stuff that you started using and your stylist was like, no, I like how that one moment in your life kind of just changed. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we overlook things all the time, but that one moment of her telling you, if you don't do something with your hair right now, you're not going to have any hair. Like, and that is so good that she was so direct to you because that one comment literally changed the trajectory of your life. Correct. Like, I mean, because think about it. Women, one thing women don't want, <laughs> women are very vain and we do not want to be without hair. You know, not people who actually really care. Right. Oh my gosh. That is like so, and that's something that you would have never even thought like would have happened you know so that is good that you went to that one stylist and that really changed your life so now that I love how you said that you are making money while you sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that is good so can you just kind of tell our audience listeners maybe someone is thinking about opening like an online store or an online business like you said literally so much and i I really want to dive into it as much as I could, but really Mm -hmm. like making money while you sleep. Like what's the benefit of that? Or, you know, like how do you feel when you wake up in the morning and you may have gotten a sale? Like tell us a little bit about that online business world. Well, I'm going to say this, um, waking up to sales or even if it's just one sale is an amazing feeling because although you put the work in prior to that sale, you, while you were asleep, not doing anything, you made, you know, whatever the amount of the sale was. So that when you get sales like that, you wake up to them, you remember why you stick around doing what you're doing. It's for moment. It's for that. It's for moments like that. So the online business is not easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that with as much clarity as I can and as simple as I can, because I, I really want the your listeners to understand that it is not easy. Anything that you, that you want to do and you want to be a guru at it will never be easy. So 
putting together an online store is easy as pie, but actually operating an online store is not easy. And I am in one of the most volatile um, industries there is, and that is the black hair business slash product industry. It is saturated. Okay. However, um, anything that you really want to do and that you're going to put the time and effort into doing is always going to be worth it. You wear many hats, especially when you are on a small budget. Every day I am my own marketer. I am my own financial advisor. I am my own creative director. I am my own formulator. I am my own social media campaign director. <laughs> I am literally everything and it can be exhausting um especially when you have a when you have a family and you're trying to fit in your whole day into at least 16 hours you know mm -hmm. what i mean so um it is not easy but it is worth it the road is not going to be um the road will be bumpy and i will have been in this i will be will have been in business with this company it'll, it'll be 2 years in april and we have like 75,000, 7,500 followers on Instagram. I had hoped to have grown it by twice the rate by this time. But because I put more effort into the product, I kind of slowed down on really trying to grow my business. Because what's the point of having 30,000 followers and you don't have any sales? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to weigh your options or rather weigh your priorities. So um, two year, um, next April, we'll make two years, and we're still growing, still adding products. Um, we have a product advisory committee team now, and it's com composed of 10 girls. And we said, we actually, I'm actually looking at some product right now that I already have packaged. I just need to label to get out to them. Um, because these are the girls that say to me, Afra, this product is garbage. Afra, this product is great. You need to sell this. People will be interested in this. This is something to help people. So they help a lot um, in growing the business and making sure that the products that we put out are profitable and useful. That is so good. So I do want to pause you right there because it is so good mm -hmm. how you said that you wear many hats in your business, but especially mm -hmm. starting out, but you still have that support group and you listen to your advisory committee about what they would like. And that is so good because a lot of times when we are building an audience, we have to listen to what our listeners like or, you know, what people like and respond to what they like versus what we like. <coughs> right. Yeah. So that is so good. I am very glad to hear that. Now go back just a little bit because mm -hmm. I just thought about this. As far as you like creating products and stuff like that, I want to commend you for literally going out and doing the research <laughs> Right. <laughs> to kind of right. just see, you know, like what works because a lot of times, you know, people kind of just skip over the research part and be like, well, you know, it's taking too much time or I don't know what to mix or I don't know if this is good, but can you elaborate just a little bit? You don't have to tell us like what you mix, but like how were you able to literally like get these products together with your research? I know that took so much time and dedication, but look at what it has produced. It does take a lot of time. And I'm going to tell you how we were, how we are able to come up with um, what we consider to be perfect formulations um, is a lot of trial and error. So when when I first started, I was mixing a whole lot of avocados with uh, a whole lot of avocados with coconut oil, whole lot of avocados with olive oil, almond oil. You know, you you try to just make sure that the consistency is right, that it's actually going to do what it needs to do. So my kitchen was a complete mess for like a full straight month <laughs> while I was trying to get the deep conditioner, uh, while I was trying to get the deep conditioner product ready because the one that I was using on my hair, it was awesome. But the one that I started giving to my family members and started selling, well, that was going to have to be a little different because it needed to stand the test of time. It needed to stand to, to stay fresh between my house and theirs, mm -hmm. my house in Texas, my house in New York, you know, places like that. So 
that would it, it it's a lot of trial and error that goes into it and sometimes you know when i started first doing nails i cried a lot i've cried a lot doing this right here because it's like why isn't it working you just get this real pathetic um woe is me kind of you know feeling every once in a while i think we all kind of get it because you run into a whole lot of bump road and you like damn is anybody else having as much hard of a time as i'm having it and you go in the stores and i look and i see all of these different formulas and in order to create your own formula um, um and have a lab do it it's like five grand so getting in the kitchen and um becoming my own scientist has been my best friend I lay in my bed at night and I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I take YouTube videos from um, proven scientific research from other articles. I may only skim the article and pull out what I need, but when I find that piece and then I find something else and you put it together and you take something away and you make the perfect, um, what you consider to be the perfect product, all of the blood, sweat, and tears finally becomes worth it. Now you got another part, which is trying to market it and getting it out to the right people. So it's a lot of trial and error. Okay, got it. So you're literally like going in steps. So I love that you did your research and you talked about how to do that. Then when you started your marketing piece, you said how you started with your family. So how did you actually grow your audience? Because someone um, that may be listening may be like, well, how do I still grow my audience? Or what do I do? So tell us just, you know, in a nutshell, like what are some of the steps that you've taken to really just get, you know, followers and get people to purchase your products? Okay, so I have a few different techniques, and one of the techniques are is giveaways. So you want to do giveaways because it allows people love free stuff, okay? So what you say is you create stipulations around your giveaways. You say, and you give people things that they want. Like you, you give stuff that is going to make people go, oh, I can't, I, I really want to try to get that. You get, don't just give away one product. If that's all you have, then fine, you roll with that. But if you have a complete collection set, give the whole set away. And so you say things like, um, tag three of your friends and share this on your page. And you will be amazed at how many followers you gain just by giveaways. And people don't unfollow. Um, if the content is good and, Especially if you have a face that goes with the brand and they like the person. So um, once you get them, the next step is keeping them. Another technique, technique that I use is uh, brand ambassadors. We send out, right now I have three brand ambassadors or four. I have one in, one in Arizona, one in California, one in Florida, and one in um, Maryland. And they, we send free products and they um, show videos of them using our products with nice cute hairstyles they promote our products on their page for a duration of duration of time so I think that this run was from August to December and from then we'll rotate those girls out and we'll bring new girls in and if your product is good people are gonna speak about it um, they're gonna you know they're gonna share your any of your posts and things like that and another technique I use is I literally, I don't know if I'm giving away a secret, but I'm just telling you guys what, how I've grown my, my followers. I go to popular pages, you know, where I know my followers are hiding out at. And if the page is private, I may request them to be a friend. And if they request, if they follow back, then, you know, we, we are both following each other. But if I request to be a friend and they accept my follow and they don't follow they don't follow, then I may unfollow them. You know, you just, you go and you like, you know, post and you comment, you tell people how nice they look and how pretty they look. People love compliments. So those are the three top ways that I have grown my followers into 7,500. Wow, that is some really, really, really good stuff. And I love how you are doing that. So so tell us, like, of course, you are growing your following. Then you are talking about how you are, you know, being your own scientist. And then you do your marketing and all of that. How are you doing all of this still with a husband 
and a children and laundry and washing dishes. <laughs> okay, now, now we get to the hard part. Um, and that's a really good question. I'm, I'm glad you asked. It, it's not easy, but I try to, what I have learned is you have to prioritize your schedule. Every day, um, most of the days, I wake up at 5, 4.50 and I go to the gym um, and I do my 30 to 37 minutes. At the most, I'll do 45, 45 minutes. And I get back here at about uh, maybe 5.50-ish. And so at that time, I'm getting my kids up and getting them ready for school. And so everybody is out of the house, I would say, no later than 7.15. And depending on what I have to do the, do that day, I may say, okay, I'm going to work on um, getting products out between 7.30 and 10. And from 7.30 to 10, after I go to the post office, I may go, all right, from 10 to 11, I'm going to work on my social media. And I'm going to post and, um, you know, put out good content from 10 to 11. And sometimes it does take an hour to get out good content if I did not create it the night before. Normally, I like to go ahead and create it the night before. So that's one thing off my list. Um, from 12 to about 2, I may go ahead and cook, clean, do whatever laundry, or get it started. That way, all I'm doing is, you know, you you tend to it back while you're doing other things. So I like to have a, a strict schedule between 4.50 and about 7. I cram as much into that as I can because I have to be in the bed by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, depending on what I have to do so I can have the mental energy and capability to do what I need to do the next day. I've learned that if I go to bed late, then the next day, it doesn't really work out for me. Now, it, it just kind of depends. It's hard for me to say, but I will say, depending on what the nature of the business is calling for at the time, depends on what my work schedule is going to be like that day. It's it's kind of hard for me to just really pinpoint how I do it. Um, just know that it gets done between 4.50 a.m. and about 7 p.m. <laughs> I, I know, know that's right. Every, I, you know, I'm, is, I'm sure your day is probably like that. Every day is not the same. Mm-hmm. Or is, you know what I mean? Some, it's just not the same every day. So it just kind of depends. If I have to go and pick up labels and boxes from Myrtle Beach, then that day is a little different, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just, just kind of depends. But between 4.50 a.m. and 7 p.m., I get as much done as I can. I do not, I'm going to tell you one thing I won't do. Listeners, listen up. Social media can make or break you. I know we all like to sit around and scroll and swipe left and swipe up and swipe down. If it is not tending to your business, what you are really trying to do, don't take a lot of time on social media. You can get, I see people get wrapped up in social media for 35 minutes and that's 35 minutes that you've lost. So whatever you are going to get done that day, make sure that you have a time frame to get it done and do it within that time frame. period. Oh man, that is so good. <laughs> that is so good. OMG. Let me tell you, you bringing it today. <laughs> I, yeah, I, oh I guess God. it's because I, I live it every day. And so I just kind of know it's hard. It's really hard. And I want to give y'all everything that I can in as much honesty and clarity as I can. Because I wish I had guidance. Right. You know, that's I wish I had guidance. I wish I had a mentor. I wish I had someone to say, that's a bad move. Don't do that. Oh, that's a good move, you know, or be patient. Let's not do it yet. So I don't have that. So I, I have to be my own teacher and I have failed more than I have succeeded. So I take all of those lessons and I, I think you kind of only learn through failure. So I take all of that and I, I try to take a, make a mental note of it. That way I can share it with somebody else. So I just really want to give it to to y'all because it's not easy. But if you really want to win, you can. You just have to prioritize, stay smart, keep quiet, stay low key, and keep moving forward. If you do those things, it eventually it will happen. Mm, that's good. 
That's good. That is really good. So, man, that is like, huh, girl, you just don't know. Like, I'm just trying to process everything myself. Like, yeah. this is so good. So now that you like pretty much like prioritize your schedule, um, tell us just about like, you know, are there any people that you kind of like look up to that kind of like help you just a little bit with this or just in life period? I know we all have like our favorite people that we kind of listen to on a daily basis. Like mm-hmm. who keeps you inspired or what keeps you inspired? I know you said that a lot of times you motivate yourself, which is so good. But, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes do you have anything else that kind of feeds into you to help you as an entrepreneur. OK, so I don't know if. A lot of you all know Gary. I think Gary's last name starts with a V. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of what his last name right now, but if you type in motivational speaker Gary V, will pop up. It's like Banner Chuck or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But he is a very um, New York City, straight to your face. I'm going to give it to you hardcore. You can do, excuse my language, um, I've been really trying not to curse on this podcast, <laughs> but, I'm, but but he is really a, and I got to get up and walk around when I start talking about Gary, because um, Gary is just a no bullshit, you can have what you want in life if you work hard enough for it, type of speaker. And I am really impressed with him because he has a, uh, a great bond and engagement with the black community that I just love. You know, he is just a person of all people. So I really like that about him. He is an awesome person to listen to. And I must say, I also like Joel Osteen from a spiritual standpoint. Um, I just kind of, for me, he is common enough for me to listen to. I like a lot of what he speaks about. It's easy for me to follow. So I, I like him. Um, now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk about two. I can't think of the one, got one guy's name, but I'm going to tell you my most favorite person. His name is Earl Nightingale. And he's, he passed away um, some years ago. He was, he was the guru of motivational speaking. And if you ever want to listen to, this man was the man of his time. He was way ahead of his time back in 1960. Um, He is one that I can just sit and listen to for hours out of a time. He has a a way with putting situations and metaphors together to really get you pumped to say, you know what? I can can do this. I can do this because Earl just said this right here. You know, so he's one... Actually, I used to listen to a lot of Earl when I was um, doing the avocado deep condition. I would listen to him because I wanted to give up so much. And I knew that if I listened to Earl Nightingale, I wasn't going to give up. So he's one of my, he is my favorite. Then there is, um, he he was Gladys Knight's ex-husband. I cannot think of. Was it Les Brown? Les Brown. (laughs) Les Brown is another. Les Brown is another another one of my favorites. I love him because he's easy to listen to. It's almost like you're talking to your uncle and <laughs> he's funny. And he's another one that's just saying, I kept trying. I think one of his his things is um I can't and I'm I'm sorry, y'all. I it, just listen to Les Brown. That's another person to get your 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 blood pumping really good. And two other people, and I know I'm naming a lot, but I find inspiration in a lot of people. Um, wherever I go, I'm this type of person. Honestly, I really don't like small talk. Mm-hmm. I like deep conversations. I like kind of knowing what makes you think the way you do. What did you think about this? How do you feel about that? Um, and so I don't really have conversation with a lot of people because my husband always say, after you, you, you're thinking too much. You go too deep. But my husband's dad is one person that I admire. He's had a convenience store in a very small community for the last 25 years. Um, He, I know, is a wealthy man, but you would never know it by looking at him. He is very quiet. He is very humble, and he does not spend a lot of money. I admire that because it takes a lot to have a lot of money and to not be a show-off. And so I like that about him. I appreciate it. I think it's a good quality trait. And I would say my husband is probably another person that really inspires me. He is a very loving and kind individual. He has the patience of a saint. 
<laughs> um, he is another per right. He's another person that um, really spends his money um, very minimally. And so I've always liked really nice things, you know. And, and so um, I love to listen to him talk about money and to see how he saves. Because if it was not for him, I would not have um, the richness mentally and and the smarts about finances like I do now. So those those people. Um, are frequents in my life when it when I think about what should I do next? What would they do depending on the situation? Right. That is so good. And I am so glad that you talked about like so many different people in so many different areas from, you know, like nationally, nationally or internationally international names to just like your father-in-law and your husband you know what I'm saying like those common <laughs> threads kind of just complete us for who we are so we have people that are outside of our home and then again we have people that are inside of our home that we love and we hold so dearly so that is so good and then the other thing that I do love how you elaborated on is like the the nurture and growth that you have with your husband and that relationship all in itself because that reminds me of you know my husband and I Literally, like, you mm -hmm. do have to be, like, business partners, too. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to kind of, like, you know, a lot of times you have different conversations. And I know with me, I try not to let everything that I'm doing with my business kind of, like, interfere with my marriage. So you still kind of have to draw the line. But still, I don't know. You just kind of kind of keep that balance and make sure that that relationship part is there and still love. So, man. That is so good. Right. So I am. So I just want to say, not to, not to cut you off. I remember what Les Brown said. He said, "You got to be hungry." And um, for anybody that's listening, write that down somewhere. You have to want to succeed as much as you want to eat and as much as you want to breathe. Mm -hmm. Picture yourself drowning. Do you know how hard you flap your arms and legs for air? That's what you have to do in business. I just wanted to add that. Girl, and thank you for adding that. Girl, you got to be hungry. Like, there is no way mm -hmm. to succeed if you are not hungry. And that is so, 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 so good. So let us know. Um, I got, like, so many questions I would love to ask. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> let us know, like, um, as far as you told us so much about how you are inspired and the people that you listen to and how you were able to just grow your audience. So now that you do have your audience, tell us, like, how you are able to maintain, like, just the growth that you are growing. Like, you don't have to tell us every single thing, but, you know, once people say, well, I know who I should listen to or I know how to grow, you know, my audience, now that I have all of that, how do I maintain the people that I have? That's hard for me sometimes um, because sometimes you feel like you put out good content or mm -hmm. you send a good email um, because we have, I do mass emails, you know, for advertisements, it could be an article about something and um it's just kind of up and down right now. That's one of the areas that I am still trying to perfect, which is how to um, keep the audience connected and mm -hmm. intrigued and interested. So right now I am on a journey to uh, losing 27 pounds. And so the reason for that is not only health wise, it's for my business because once I start, once I, um, and I'm working on so many other different areas, but once I, once I feel like, you know, I am completely fitting my brand into image and I look good. Cause let's be honest, you know, my brand is, is, is considered to be a luxury high end brand for, um, women of color. So, I have to be that person. And even though I do lives and I show myself here and there, I'm not, a, and, and, and I'm going to just show, I'm going to be vulnerable for a second. I'm not a hundred percent happy with my weight. So it, it holds me back a lot from showing myself to my audience. And I want to be able to connect with my audience more. So a lot of what I'm doing now is investing in me being a better speaker, 
um, looking better on camera, just little things about me listening to my audience better, being a better person, because anything that you are is going to flow into your business. Mm. So right now, right now I'm investing in myself. I'm just doing a few little different things here and there. And, um, you know, I, I have some, some plans in action. So right now I'm in the first phase of the plan and that is, um, bettering myself and, and getting prepared to be the face of Aloe Black. Mm. Because as much as I hire brand ambassadors and people represent my product, no one can, no, no one can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's such a an easy word. No one can represent your brand, your company better than you can. You know what you want. You know the look of your brand. You know the feel of your brand. You know the textures and patterns of your brand. So even though I have brand ambassadors and everyone else and they are doing a fantastic job, I would not be able to do what I do without my brand ambassadors, my product testers. So if any of you guys are listening to this, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for all that you do for Ella Black. Um, but it, it's go in order to grow, it's, it's going to take me to do what I know needs to be done. Got it. That is so good. And I love every single thing that you are saying because you are being so transparent and you are just letting us know that in all phases of your business or any business, it takes time. It takes growth. Mm -hmm. It takes patience. And you got to connect. So I love like how you were just like putting all of these pieces together. And you know that like it is a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not perfect, but right. we all we all are just working through it. And sometimes it's almost like organized chaos. But, you know, it's like it you, you still got to keep going because you you just know who you want to be and what you want to become and to know that you are still in spite of though, in spite of, cause I know you said that you want to be a physical mm -hmm. representation of your brand, but in spite of you still got those other people that are helping you. And you know that in no time you're going to get where you need to be so that you could, you know, be the representation, like you said. So that is so good. And thank you for sharing that with us. Like I'm sure that someone can know like to still keep going even though you're not perfect, but still keep doing it, still keep growing your business and everything will change. Um, right. So that brings me to the next thing. Um, how are you living a rich life? Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, well, and, and you guys, Alicia did a fantastic job of sending me, um, you know, some pre-material I can tell she put a lot of thought into uh, the material, but I did not want to prepare for this question. I wanted it to be transparent. I wanted it to be honest. I am living a rich life. Um, first and foremost is because I'm taking care of myself. If you do not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you do not nurture yourself, and I mean first your mental your spiritual and, and the healthy part of you, you can be nothing to anyone else. So I do my daily dose of reading, even if it's only for 15 minutes. Um, I do my daily dose of financial housekeeping, mental housekeeping, making sure that I'm spending the right amount of time with my children, with my husband, because those relationships to me are very important and they come first before anything else. Aloe Black is always going to be secondary to my family. So I do my, um, I just, you li live, me living a rich life is taking care of my family, making sure that I am a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent as I can be for them. And that ain't always the case. Sometimes I'm 60%, but you fake it till you make it. <laughs> um, fake it till you make it. My, my kids and my family are everything. Um, I never let Aloe Black of my business get in the way of me keeping my home clean, me keeping a hot meal on the table, me giving my kids encouragement or help with their homework when they need it. So family to me is very important. I love to kind of be outside when it's cool right now here in South Carolina, just in case anybody is somewhere else. Um, we are in fall and fall, the fall season for us, for me, is like the perfect kind of weather. 
So I love the beach. I love to travel. I love to go out to eat with my family, with my husband, with my friends. So living a rich life for me is not necessarily my business. It has a lot to do mm. with the people in my lives, making sure that the relationship that I have with them is very positive, um, very open, and very honest. Amen. So a rich life for me, a rich life for me is um, ha- having a good relationship with my family and my friends. That is what I would consider to be a rich life. Oh, man. That is so good. Knowing who you are, mm-hmm, knowing who you are, working towards that daily, um, to, you know, gossip. We all like it from time to time, but you have to you have to engage in it at a minimum. Treat people like you want to be treated. Always fight through negative, negative thoughts with positive ones. It's not always easy. Work out. Get your blood going. Take a walk. Take a bicycle ride. Just... Get in touch with yourself, get in touch with nature, treat people good. All the things that are free in life is a rich life. Mm, all the things that are free is a rich life. I love that. That is good. OMG, that is good. So in closing, the last thing that I want you to do is give our audience just a little bit of encouragement. If someone came to you and say, girl, help me out, what should I do? Like, give us just a little bit of encouragement so that we could be inspired to just keep going on and living good. Okay. Is this in regards to business? Anything, 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 anything. And you said some pieces of it in your closing, but girl, you got so much in you. Like, come on, give us some more. (laughs) If if someone came to me and they said, girl, help me out, what can I do? I would say whatever it is that you're fighting for, number one, is it worth it? Is what you're fighting for worth what you're going to have to go through in order to be successful with it? And if she says yes, I would say the only thing you can do is to stay grounded. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing stay grounded a long time ago, but never really knew what it meant. Staying grounded, um, and I'm going to try to explain, just staying grounded means knowing what you want, knowing how to get it. I've said this a few times, keep quiet, keep humble, and, and keep moving forward in a positive way. Don't get overexcited or over emotional about things. Always think things through mm-hmm. if you can. Some things just require some heat. Um, but I, I would say to her, stay grounded. Pray. Even if you don't believe in God, you don't have to pray. You don't have to believe in God to pray. There is a higher power. Pray to that higher power. Pray to something. Just stay grounded and 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 know know what you want. Mm-mm-mm. Man, I know it sounds simple, but it's very hard for people to do because we let a lot of things, you know, life now is 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 foggy. You have so many things that are getting in the way of what we are trying to do. You have social media. You got overly sexualized bodies on Instagram now. You have um, you have a lot of material things that are getting in the way of good wholesome and when i say wholesome y'all i don't mean don't curse go to church every day i'm talking about just the goodness in the in the heart of people do good deeds doing good acts if you live your life in a good way you can you get out what you put in and that is so true so for anybody that's struggling stay grounded stay positive remove anything out of your life that does not is not in agreement with who and what you are trying to be or who you, who you are trying to be or who or what you're trying to achieve. You kind of got you 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 got to do that and that could be family. Mm-hmm. And find good friends. I love would have to say I told one of my friends this the other night. Um she was going through something and I said um so I'm going to just give y'all a, a brief a, a brief She's been single for 16 years and she's a really great person. And so she's having a hard time finding a suitable mate. And she was feeling unloved. And I said to her, I said, I cannot do this thing without life. I cannot do this thing called life without you. If I think you are great, I don't see why anybody else should. And I really meant that she is like the most awesome friend. Get your 
some good friends. Nothing beats a friend, a good confidant, somebody you can share your most intimate details with that is non-judgmental, that can laugh at all your little flaws, your mistakes, and all that other shit that we have going on. And y'all know what I'm talking about, because we all got some shit going on. You got to have a... You gotta have that. You gotta have somebody that's down for you that you can share them little things with, and they be like, "Now you know you was wrong for that, right? Or you know you crazy for thinking that, right?" And y'all can get you some good friends. Get you some friends that's heart healthy. Period. Mm. Man, girl, you are just so. Let me tell you, I am so full from like learning so much from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you for thank inviting you. me. It's my first time doing something like this. And I don't know. Y'all probably do know. But I don't know if y'all know that Alicia can sing her behind. <laughs> Alicia has like one of the most beautiful voices I have ever heard. And she was my photographer. But she sung at my wedding, y'all. And she did it as a favor. And when she started singing. Because, you know, when you get stuff for free, you're like, oh, well, you know, what can I ask for? But I'm talking about y'all. I, I had a wedding and the room had like a lot of windows. Homegirl almost blew the windows out the building. She has a beautiful voice. So I, I just wanted to share that. Y'all, y'all don't know who 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 y'all listening to on this podcast because homegirl is good. Oh my god. I just had to let them know. Oh my god. I don't know if you share your talents, your 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 God-given talents with, with your audience. So I just wanted to share it just in case nobody ever told them. Beautiful voice, listeners. Beautiful voice. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That is so <laughs> Thank you so very much, man. Like, this is so good, man. I am, like, smiling from ear to ear. Like, I am. This is good. So I am so glad <laughs> that you literally poured your heart out to us. And I'm, I thank you for being just vulnerable and so transparent as you were on your journey. So we are going to look forward to just all of the amazing things that you are doing in the world. So before you leave, please let our audience know where they can find you, what your website is, so that they can go and purchase their hair and their nail um, stuff that you have. So just let us know where we can find you, website and all. Okay, so the website for Aloe Black um, is Aloe, A-L-O, Black, spelled B-L-A-Q-U-E, dot com um it's it's as simple as that also on facebook and instagram we are on there as aloe black and again that's a l o e b l a q u e and also for your listeners for anyone who's listening that's the purchase you can receive 25 percent off of your order if you use the code a rich life once you get to the check it the checkout screen, there will be a discount uh, bar there. Type in A Rich Life and you can receive any product, no minimum purchase required for 25% off. So keep that in mind. If you go to alloblack.com, whatever you decide to put in your, you can receive for 25% off if you use the code A Rich Life. Oh. Everything's spelled as it normally would be. Yay! <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I'm sure that so many of us are going to go and just visit you. Thank you for your time and your energy and all of your knowledge and wisdom that you shared with us today. And we cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Sounds good, Alicia. Thank you for having me. Got Signing it, no off, y'all. Thank Have you. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> bye bye. So here are a few takeaways from the episode. Against all odds, anything's possible. Being a creative entrepreneur isn't easy, but it's worth it. Start with family to build your business and just market to them first. Have an advisory committee members to help test out your products. It's okay to start in your own kitchen. Get the word out about your business and do giveaways. Find where your audience is at and actually hang out with them. Prioritize social media and know that social media can make you or break you. 
Keep learning and playing inspirational things from some of the most inspired people. It's important to listen to your audience and find supportive friends and family members and always remember to think to think things through. Ladies, thank you so much for listening to A Rich Life Podcast. Again, make sure that you share this episode and thank you for just spending time with us and wanting to know how you can grow your business. I appreciate you all so much and I love you all and thank you to the owner of Aloe Black. Please make sure that you all go over there and check her out and use that code A Rich Life so that you can get a discount. Thanks again and we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye. What? Before we leave y'all, I have to leave you all with this song that was written by me. So listen up and I hope you enjoy. And know that as you are on your journey as a creative entrepreneur, that God is always watching you. Take one back.